Yo, hello. How are you doing, my friends? Hello. Hello, teacher. Hello, hello. Fine, fine, thank you. Hello, welcome, Alan, Alexia, and Luis. Welcome, as always. Okay. Hello. Hello, Alan. Are you ready? Yeah. Yes, yes. Ready. Very good. Okay. Today, what if we talk about music? We have a lot of facts about music, crazy facts, okay? And I, I think that will be interesting for everyone, okay? So today will be music, okay? The main topic. All right? So let me give you this intro, okay? They say music is a universal language. And you know, they are probably right. After all, who doesn't love a great foot tapping tune. Do you believe that plot of clothes great foot tapping tune? Okay. But as much as you love music and music theory in all its forms, as much as you think you know what about your favorite songs and artists, there are still plenty of opportunities to be totally fluid. Okay. So it's time to start. And who wants to, to start? Me, teacher. Okay, very good. So the first one is, it says, musicians have shorter life spans than the general population. Population, sorry. Uh, it says, one study conducted, conducted by a University of Sydney professor titled, The Stairway to, to yeah. Age. To Hell. Yeah, it's to Hell. Life and death in the pop music industry. Examined deaths uh, of artists, uh, which took place between 1950 and June 2014. And the study specifically uh, looked at the longevity and the proportion of suicides, homicides, homicide, sorry, and accidental deaths. Longevity, longevity sorry, was determined by calculating and the average age of death for each musician by sex and decade of their death. These averages uh, were then compared with averages by sex and decade for the general US population. The results, musicians' lifespans are 20 years shorter. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but that's right. You know, I don't know why, but you know, I, I know the... Maybe, uh, maybe, I don't know, I don't know if I'm correct, but maybe the high sound, you know, the high noise, I don't know if something has to be. Yeah, well, uh, a lot of Maybe. factors are, yeah. are included in this in this in, in this problem. Okay, a lot of what do you think, Alexia? Yeah, it, it might be true because some of them uh, have a life of excess. Uh, they like, uh, some of them like alcohol <laughs> and like living in parties and also the concerts and the hard work can affect you. Uh, so um, the life they, they are living, for example, uh, going uh, place to place uh, all around the world, it must be really tired for them. Yeah, that's right. And most of the time, uh, including uh, your comments, 
you know, it's like they are in near to their feelings. So they they have a lot of experiences different, like uh, between us, you know, because they feel sometimes like uh, depressed or something like that, and you know, break down, and I don't know why, but they are in touch with their own feeling, uh, their own feelings. So I don't know. It could be another another reason, okay? But yeah, the, the still the style of life that they have is is tough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we continue with another fact, okay? Alan. Most art sold more TV if that Beyonce in in fact most art sold the most CDs in 2016 bearing out Adele Drake and Beyonce even all of those artists had Grammy, Grammy win, winning it's that year. Thank you very much, Alan. That kind of news I like to hear a lot. A lot. <laughs> you know, I respect Adele and Beyonce. Yeah, it could be, but right now. <laughs> okay. And a good news in music. What do you think about this? That's so interesting, and I don't know how to say, like, maybe in, in these ages, you know? <laughs> yeah, it sounds sounds crazy. Yes. Yeah, I think uh, classical music uh, never caducates, like, <laughs> because it's, uh, uh, people are going to listen to classic classical music all the decades so uh, most of the music uh, I'm not saying uh, I'm not talking about these artists that we mentioned previously but most of the music of today is like for example like in fashion some some period and and then uh, we have another new songs and we forget about the other ones, but classical music uh, preserves to this day. So uh, for me, it's it's really cool listening to this kind of music. And yeah, I like it. Very good. Very good. Anyone else who wants to say something about this? I'm totally... I think no, only that, that is so interesting. <laughs> yeah, interesting, yeah. Uh, me too. Okay, we're good. Uh, it says the number three says, uh, what was the title, teacher? Sorry. Uh, it says, singing in a group uh, boosts mood. Uh, and it says, multiple studies uh, have been conducted and that pro singing is a part of a group provides numerous physical and emotional benefits. Researchers have discovered that singing is soothing and thus indeed rise uh, one's spirit and mood. When you sing with others, the body releases feel-good hormones, 
like oxytocin and reduces stress-causing ones, like cortisol. And what do you think? Like in the school, you know, a lot of time. Uh, I remember that in elementary school, they, the teachers, uh, all the, you know, the Christmas parties, they always... Um, they always made that we have to sing, you know, they told us that we have to sing. And uh, I remember that I like it because like it says, it feels good to sing with more people, with my partners and things like that. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with, uh, because in some way, uh, singing in a group connects you with the other people. And personally, I, I like to... I like singing, for example, karaoke or whatever. <laughs> and yeah, it, it makes you feel good. Yeah, me too. Totally agree with you. Okay, totally. And maybe not only like in the... Sorry, teacher. Sorry, sorry. So if you want... Continue, 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 continue. Okay, continue. I, I was only going to say that not only like in the school or... In a party, only like, like if you are with your friend and or something, someone, someone else in like in your house or something like that, and you start to sing, it feels good too. Yeah. You are taking a shower. <laughs> it's a good, good way. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I, uh, I really enjoy when I sing with others, uh, maybe on at the concert or whatever, it's a good therapy to, to experience like, a, I don't know how to describe it, but it's. Yeah, maybe that's why concerts uh, have a lot of success because you are surrounded by other people. Uh, other people that uh, you don't know, but uh, the artist, the music connects you at some level, singing all at the same time, the same song. <laughs> And it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So this is a good fact, okay? Don't forget, singing a group. Good smooth, okay? Very good. Now, what do you think about this one? Kind of sad, okay? <laughs> Who wants to read it? Me, teacher. Okay. Some people feel nothing toward music. Per the results of one study conducted at the University of Barcelona, 5% of participants did not feel any emotion whatsoever, didn't feel any chills, or want to tap their feet when listening to music. Before you start calling these study subjects monsters, <laughs> know that they are totally normal in other ways. They received pleasure from other things like food and sex and had no other evident psychological issues. These were happy, healthy college students who just naturally did not care for any kind of music. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, they are ugly creatures of this world. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, we, we must face that. People uh, sometimes uh, like to experience another kind of things, you know. It depends about your senses, okay? So, in my case, uh, I, 
I love to, to listen to music. So in another case, maybe another guy will say, no, it's not my case. Yeah. And we must respect, but it's like, why? Music is awesome, but you know, that kind of creature exists. <laughs> yes, or maybe they're lying. Yeah, 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 that's right. Maybe they are zombies. <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking, okay? So we continue, okay? What do you think about this? This fact, listening to music enhances physical performance, okay? Research has consistently shown that that synchronization of music with repetitive exercise provides enhanced physical performance, helping people both work out for longer and train more efficiently. In one study, participants who cycled in time to music found that they required 7% less of oxygen compared to cycling with background, asynchronous music. In other words, music provides temporal cues that have the potential to more, to make, sorry, to make more efficient, efficient, sorry, use of physical energy. Yeah. You know, when I, when I got to play basketball, okay, I tried to listen to music uh, before I, I start to play. And you know, Uh, the music gives me energy. I don't know why, and I feel better. I, you know, I, I don't feel like tired, you know, on the court. It's like, wow. Uh, I think because if you, if you hear like a specific kind of music that you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like, yes, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, My music, I don't know. yeah. My yes, music. Yes, like, no. No, I don't but, know how to explain, but you feel better, like. Yeah, like you say, you don't feel tired and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I remember uh, in a specific moment when I, I played the final game, okay? I, I listened to my music, okay? Uh, on, you know, on my headphones for like 20 minutes before the game started. And I don't start, I didn't start At the beginning of, uh, of the game, you know, I came, uh, I came out to the court maybe at halftime and then I, I start to play. We were uh, losing the game by 11. And, you know, I was very, 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 uh, how can I say, uh, focused on the music, on the energy that I had in this mom at this moment. So, I, I make 11 points by myself. I tie the game by my own, you know? And, I, uh, when I, and then we won the championship and I say, wow, music is great, <laughs> you know? Yeah, maybe that's why they play music all the time uh, at the gyms when, <laughs> when you are in the, during the workout. Um, yeah, but uh, many people likes to listening to their own music uh, with the headphones and uh, 
I don't know. I, I like the music they play uh, at gym when I go to, to the gym. But sometimes I feel it's a little uh, repetitive. But I I found I found out another way for me to to do some uh, workout that it's a little boring <laughs> for me. I I used to play some episodes from The Simpsons because I like them, <laughs> and. You know, uh, time goes faster for me uh, watching those episodes during workout. And uh, I like it. Very good. Very good, yeah. You know, maybe the music is not enough for you. Maybe another kind of uh, element like a video or the sound of the, the video. And, you know, at the end, it's about sounds. <laughs> yeah, I like both, both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we continue with another one, okay? Uh, me, teacher. Okay. It is Rod, uh, Rod Stewart hosted the largest event, largest ever free concert. Uh, several free concerts uh, have been reported to have an audience of one million or more, um, but such numbers tend to be exaggerated, you know? Uh, however, according to Guinness World Records, Rod Stewart's 1993 New Year's Eve concert on Copacabana uh, Beach in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, uh, remains uh, the most attended uh, free concert that ever took place. An estimated uh, 4.2 million people were in attendance at this performance. Uh, the second most attended free concert was Jean Michael's Jean Michael Yars in September 6, 1997. Uh, performance at uh, the University of Moscow, uh, which reportedly uh, had an estimated audience of 3.5 million. Wow. That's a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people. Four million people. You know, it's like a heaven of people. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. We, I, we are not even a million here in Saltillo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. So that uh, that must be a really large number of people. And I'm glad it's a Rod Stewart's concert. He's a good artist. Yeah, totally agree. I love Rod Stewart. One of the best. In his kind. Yeah, that's right. What a huge fact okay now maybe alexia can help us with this one because it's about a band that she loves <laughs> okay wanna be by the spice girls is the catchiest song of all time in 2014 a group of researchers from the museum of science and industry in england released an online test called Hook on Music. It contained 1,000 clips from pop hits going all the way back to the 1940s, and it asked 12,000 participants to identify songs as fast as possible. They found that Wanna Be By The Spice Girls was the catchiest song. 
people were able to recognize it, recognize it in about 2.3 seconds, which was way below the five second average of identifying other popular songs. Wow. Do you agree with this? With this uh, statics? I will recognize it quickly too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. And I remember when this uh, song was released. I don't know. It was totally crazy, you know. A huge, 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 huge. Uh, uh, how can I say, song? And maybe you. What? Sorry. Maybe you can identify in uh, maybe in more seconds because a lot of because a, a lot of songs uh, like starts with the same rhythm, you know. Yeah. But maybe okay. that's the reason why you can. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it it will be another another reason why this song is popular, is the most popular song. Okay, or recognize it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It will be. Sorry. Well, I... it's okay, continue. Sponsoring this. this. No one is sponsoring this podcast, but I, I've had this app for a long time. And it, it's called Song Pop. And it's about recognizing songs as fast as possible because you are playing against other people and the one that recognizes it um, the fastest is the winner, you know? But there are people that recognize songs like even before one second, which is amazing and incredible. <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, I don't know, it's like an ability. Yeah, really, really cool. Okay, okay, yeah. Thanks for the suggestion. Thank you, thank you. We will try it. We're good. Now, who wants to read this one? Uh, Mitchell. Okay. Uh, it says, uh, uh, Finland has the most metal bands for per capita. And it says perhaps a headbanging and effective way to keep warm. According to a Reddit uh, user uh, who created the map using data from an encyclopedia Metallum's archive of metal bands, Finland is, uh, is home to the most bands of this genre. 53.5 metal bands per uh, uh, 100. Uh, sorry, maybe we have some problem, please. Can you hear me? Sorry, teacher. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know why, you know, it got, but I continue. Okay, we're good. It says, in second place, was tied uh, between two other uh, Nordic nations. Sweden and Norway uh, with 27.2, while Iceland stole third, 22.7. So heavy metal music 
originated in the United States and the United Kingdom. Their numbers for those countries were 5.5 and 5.2 respect, respectively. What do you think about this, guys? I think it's, it's a, lot, a lot of, or you know, a lot of bands because it says in 100,000 people. And maybe, I, I don't know if I have heard a song from one final band, but there are a lot of bands, you know, like it says. Yeah, a lot of bands uh, uh, on those on those countries. I have uh, something to say. Sometimes, uh, you know, uh, heavy metal music are, uh, originated uh, on the United States and United Kingdom, I know. But, you know, at this moment, in these countries, they, they are supporting a lot of different kind of music right now. So maybe people uh, say, hey, I don't want to... I don't want to participate in a rock band because I want to to, to reach the, the skies. You know, you know, it's like to be famous. So they turn to another uh, kind of music. It will be I don't I don't know you know urban music whatever you you want to call it. But maybe that's another reason why United States and United Kingdom they are not uh, producing a lot of bands like in old days okay but yeah Sorry, teacher, i think we are having some problems with your connection okay uh, did you are are you listening to me right now yeah but the little uh... okay if you want to continue with this one to close this to end this yeah, Alan. Uh, an astronaut releases an uh, album with a song recorded in space. In 2015, a Canadian astronaut named Chris Hatfield released his first album, which was entirely recorded while he has in he was in orbit. Not only was he the first Canadian to walk in space. He's also a talented music musician was went viral with a cover of Baby Bowie's Space Hoddity. Halfield spent 144 days at the International Space Station re recording is 11th ori original songs for his appropriately titled 
album Space Sessions Sun for a Teen Can. Thank you very much. Um, that must be incredible, like recording an album <clears throat> at space, you know. Could be amazing. Yeah, it's like, it's literally out of this world, like. <laughs> yes, an album out of this world, like you said. I'm gonna look for it. Yeah, yeah. So guys, if you want to say something, you know, I have some problems uh, with the connection. Yeah, uh, maybe we continue with the next one. Okay, so thank you very much, guys. It was a uh, good topic to talk about. Sorry for my connection, but it's not my problem at all. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yes, don't, yes, worry. don't worry. Okay, so thank you that very was much. an interesting topic. I like it a lot. Yeah, me too. We must continue talking with music. Okay. Yes, teacher. Yeah, I like this topic. It was amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, guys, uh, I will see you in the next time, okay? Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thank you, teacher. Bye. Bye, Bye to teacher. everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.